0: So, is this episode 22? 22. Because I can count. You know what I particularly like about this episode? Uh, episode 22, big, okay. No, there's no need for cake. Oh, I see. Oh, so, right. this, is, this is like 25, I'll do a cake, yeah. but I miss the 18th, I miss the anniversary. Yeah. Just like my kid. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's... All these things you, that I've you, missed. You don't miss, your kid. Your background is awesome. <laughs> I, I know just, he's
1: getting he's getting fast. I thought I thought you liked twenty two because of your freakish genital abnormality that you can count to twenty two naked. So this is, this is true.
0: <laughs> That's, I didn't want to bring that up, but, but yeah. I do have the world's only bifurcated cock. <laughs> uh, by choice, people. By choice. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Bifurcated. What a wonderful word up there with desiccated. I'm a huge fan of desiccated. Yeah. Bifurcated desiccated. We should try and somehow utilize them as often as possible. Yes. But the listeners at home or in the car or at the gym, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, I want you to keep a tally score of bifurcated and and desiccated. See how, see how we go. <laughs> I said change my picture.
0: That actually segs very nicely. Uh, you know, I love a good unintentional seg. Where people listen, mm-hmm. we are international. Oh. Oh. We have Say it ain't so legitimate yeah. honest to God Canadian listeners.
1: Well, welcome. Wilkommen. No wait, that's not right, is it?
0: Diplomatic community.
1: <laughs> Bienvenue. Yes. Bienvenue, welcome. That's I right. think that's right. And yeah, maybe they're not the frogs. I don't know. Yeah, welcome yeah. anyway. Legitimate Canadian fans. Yeah. So all the way from Canada. Welcome, eh? <laughs> welcome, eh? <here. laughs> you wanna best you're wondering what this is about? <laughs> we don't have uh, Canadian listeners anymore.
0: <laughs> yes. But, so it was a fun experiment while it lasted.
1: <laughs> uh, we've bifurcated our uh, our listeners.
0: Oh, um, we we you, we've They've been completely desiccated.
1: Desiccated. The best thing about desiccated is... People get it
0: wrong with desiccated.
1: that guy that came in and said, oh, this this is just a flagrant... uh, No, sorry, a fragrant abuse of authority. And I said, yes, it does smell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's wonderful. Even I can't fuck it up on purpose. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? So, episode 22, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm pumping people.
0: People, if you could see the pump... I'm pumped. Mm. It's it's a thing of beauty. But I don't want to peek with the pump. You don't... Can't peek with a <laughs> You Can't peek with a pump. Take your podium.
1: Ah. I actually got a little schmutz on your mic. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like it's a, it's a bubble. It's okay. You're, we're all good? I don't want any mishigosh about it.
0: <laughs> oh, I like <could>
1: <laughs> So. Hey,
0: and ju- welcome to our Jewish listeners.
1: <laughs> 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 Not the Canadian. Could there be Canadian Jews? I. Do they let them into Canada? A Canuck Schmuck. <laughs> Love it. And that's the chapter of my third book, the <laughs> chapter of my book The Canuck Schmuck. The Canuck schmuck. <laughs> um, News. Excellent. News theme inserted here. That's what the Canadian listeners say.
0: Oh! oh. Sit down. I want to start off, Please Mr. Do. News. Please do. I'm, I'm starting this first and I'm putting it out there. Yep. If we jump back. Yep. If we listen, loyal listeners will know. Yep. I fucking called this. Oh, and this is why I fucking love doing this podcast. I fucking called this. Hit me. Wesley Snipes. Yep. Expendables 3. There it was. Boom. Always knew it was going to happen. Had to happen. It had to happen. I mean
1: they they timed his release from jail perfectly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it couldn't have been better. Also, in talks mm-hmm. currently, uh Jackie Chan? Yeah. Mila Jovovich? Who, oh, I can deal see, with that. See, I, I dig her, but I actually I don't think she's past it enough to really justify being in the expendables. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. But the one that excites me more than Wesley Snipes, you know you yeah, know who it is. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Cage.
1: Oh. oh. it's so exciting. I can I I'm I'm hoping this is con, this is still not confirmed it's Still not confirmed, saying. but he's got to be the villain. He has got to be the villain. And yeah. and Wesley Snipes has to be his 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 right-hand man, his dragon. So Jet Li's out, Jackie Chan's in.
0: Well yeah, cuz it's a it's a quota. <laughs> Ah, oh, wow. That's,
1: yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I, I know we talked about it, but I'm not 100%, still not 100% sure why Jet Li didn't yeah. want to come back. But, anyway, possibly because he didn't want to keep losing to
0: Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Or it's possible that Stallone is a massive tool. Yeah, well, I don't know. Or maybe there's just too much fucking ridiculous ego
1: on that set. There could be. I've, I, I don't know about the Stallone tool bit because I think, I think, a lot of things I've read about him and stuff is he's actually pretty humble mm. about you know he you know I don't know, but it's possible I I, I think unlikely yeah. but maybe I think maybe you're, pretty, the second uh, idea possibly too much ego
0: yeah
1: that's awesome um, I've got a very quick news item so I don't want to count this yeah. in my title but very no. quick news on him and I'm simply just going to say Michael Douglas <laughs> I can't believe I didn't even put this down Cunnilingus cancer I mean seriously. Oh. He's trying to tell the world that he got throat cancer not from drinking and smoking like a... and doing all sorts of illicit drugs. Smoking like a fish and drinking yeah, like a chimney. absolutely. No, 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 no. It's from going down on unsavoury women and getting yeah. the HBV virus. Yeah. I, I really... And, and, folks, if you did contract throat cancer that way, would you want to tell people that you've been licking dirty whores? Well...
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> My question is, is, is: Where's the statement from from Catherine Zeta-Jones? <laughs> well, Jenny, J- high five, Jenny, mm-hmm. uh, Jenny
1: Johnson. Yeah. Said uh, Good Ma- show. Michael Douglas is. Hey, shout out Jenny Johnson. Michael Douglas has a, a fantastic story to tell his kids. You know, once I went down on your mother and she had a rotten vagina or something along those lines. But really, would you come? I. It's like when you go to the emergency room, and the reason you go to the emergency room is because you've got a yeah. hamster up your arse. Yeah. but you don't you don't was, tell your friends that. I was cleaning its cage in the nude. Absolutely, I slipped. Yep, went into my
0: arse. Absolutely,
1: you know. The, well done, Richard Gear.
0: That's right, that's right. But it's just really odd timing for Michael mm. Douglas because he's just come off. I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Mm. The Liberace thing behind the candelabra, yeah, which by all accounts is astounding, a, a, a astonishing apparently. Um, like, um, I have a, a friend that watched it, her review of it, mm. and she said it was the highest praise she could give it. I forgive them for not having Game of Thrones on that week because of it. Wow, because it was it was bumped from the Sunday yeah. for the Game of Thrones. <clears throat> wow, so that's pretty oh, high. See, I thought praise. I thought
1: Game of Thrones was was knocked because of Memorial Day. I thought everything was pushed back a week.
0: Well, but then this was in its place. Oh, I I understand. I understand now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got it ready to watch. Yeah. I haven't. I just haven't. And, it. Yeah. So he's he's just. His star is back on the rise after mm. how along. Well, I eat dirty vagina. Apparently,
1: apparently from being penetrated by Matt Damon really does your career wonder. Just ask Ben Affleck. Um, <laughs> oh.
0: Good friend of the show, yeah. Ben Affleck. Uh, Sam Mendes. Yes. Director good. of Skyfall. Great friend of the show. Great friend of the show. And, you know, one of the long list of that we hope to be a part of one day <laughs> Kate Winslet's ex-husbands. Yes. Has apparently confirmed for Bond 24... Okay. And some sites are saying that he's also confirmed for one twenty five. That I think is Twenty Five is a bit of a stretch, mm. but if he's back for Twenty Four, I mean Skyfall is the most profitable Bond of all time. Yeah, yeah. You've all got right. to think they want him back in a big bad way. So that'd be good because I think I think he did a great job. Oh, I think so
1: too. Well, the li- loyal listeners of the show, we'll, we'll, I think we both concurred, we ran the four star mark yeah. for Skyfall. Yeah. We were both very impressed with that one.
0: Uh, and am- among the casting rumours already, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously Daniel Craig. Yes. But Penelope but- Cruz. Oh, see, I don't, mi-
1: I don't mind that because I've always thought Penelope Cruz was a bit of the alright. Mm. And it's not just because, you know, as a giant has been around Tom Cruise's car, but
0: yeah. it helps. But that, didn't help. that does- it certainly doesn't
1: hurt. <laughs> it helps. And I don't. I, I strongly suspect that that is not a rotten vagina. So, but yeah, I've always thought Penelope Cruz is a bit of all right. she, I, I, I dig the exotic. Mm. So yeah. Oh well, that's that's interesting. As cool. a Bond girl, she's a bit old. Am I being ageist? Is she not a bit old to be a Bond girl? Oh, a
0: little, but you know, she's
1: a little old or a little ageist. Like I can never tell.
0: Yeah. Column A, <laughs> Column B.
1: I don't. I mean, she's. I still think she's quite attractive. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of attractive women. Jennifer Organs got married. Yeah. yeah. anyway.
0: Not even an invitation. No. Well... Well, it would have been a bit awkward. That's restraining order. Yeah, and I, I don't think the church was 100 feet long. Was no. It? no, no. So, oh, well, anyway.
1: Everyone's favourite Republican nominee, Alfonso Joseph de Bruzio, otherwise known as Alan Alder, is quite simply an awesome human being. My love of people who support science is, is well known, and I've just learned, so this could be old news and I apologise, but I have just learned, so therefore it's important, that Alan Alder, currently a visiting professor at the State University of New York and Stony Brook School of Journalism, and who was also a member of the advisory board for the Centre of Communicating Science, he teaches acting to those in the scientific community in order for them to present their work in a more interesting and and captivating, appealing fashion. This is that... This man is, is just... He's awesome.
0: We are... Yeah. We, we've made no, no... We are all about the love of science. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... I freely admit, I'm my brain's not wired that way. Mm. I can't do science. I love science. Yeah. I'm, I, and would do everything I can to promote it. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. How great is that? Just yeah, to come in and go... I love science, yeah. but you guys need a little bit of help in getting the message out. Which they absolutely Here do. Here you go.
1: Because that's that's I think that is probably science, and I know we're drifting off, mm. but we're still talking about Alan Alda. So that is probably science's biggest issue. Mm. That's why people like Neil deGrasse Tyson are so popular.
0: Um, Fucking love that guy.
1: Even Richard Dawkins is is very mm. popular, and I, I shouldn't say even Richard Dawkins, but he's he does have a fairly big target attached mm. to him because he's a fairly militant atheist. Yeah.
0: But these people like do Bill make Nye, it, the science. Uh, guy. Bill Nye,
1: ah, oh, absolutely, Professor Brian Cox. Mm. I mean, these guys, the rock star scientists. I mean, yeah. these guys. Are interesting to listen to, and I think that this this can just nothing be nothing but good things. Yeah. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. And Alan Alda, all respect to the guy. I mean, I've I've been a big fan, a quiet fan
0: of Alan Alda's work for some yeah. time. So. Well, he's he's prolific. And and, and long long lasting. Never a, never any controversy. Mm. First man to say jackass. Yep. On broadcast TV. So yep. he's got a lot of props. Ah, that's that's awesome. That's a yeah. that's the feel good story of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, well. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Guardians of the Galaxy is part of Marvel's Phase Two mm. raft of movies, which is something I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. I've never read any of the comics. I, they're aliens of some sort. Yep. They're like a, I don't want to say like a Green Lantern Corps, but there's something mm. similar. Yeah, I know nothing. Similar
1: issue. I only know that
0: Chris Pratt is in it, and yeah. it, that's only because of Park Recreation. So yeah. they've started putting out some casting information. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have him. But that's okay. all right. Alongside ex wrestler Dave Batista. Yeah. Who was Brass Body? Yep, in Man with the Iron Fist. So you can kind of see that yep. in, a, in, a, in an action hero movie. Mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. She's in science fiction, so that yeah. casting suits. Yeah, is, is what yeah. It's get... I know, you're heading somewhere. I I can feel I'm it. heading somewhere. I can feel it. <laughs> Benicio del Toro. Of course, who's just an awesome. Just dude. put him in anything. Put like him like in anything. Really just
1: yeah, except the Wolf Man, yeah.
0: which wasn't the worst, but mm-hmm. sure. Those kind of guys yep. in a. Science fiction, yep. comic book, superhero, aliens movie. I'm hearing you. You're okay with that? I'm right? picking up what you're putting down. That doesn't seem totally bizarre, does it? Correct. Glenn Close <laughs> has been cast in this movie. Wow. Glenn fucking Close, who, let's be honest, if it wasn't for Meryl Streep, would probably be considered the actress of a generation. Possibly, yeah. She's yeah. She's astonishingly she's astonishing and brave and brave yeah she does she does some fantastic stuff and yeah it's just just so it's jarring it's so
1: jarring but awesome well it is because you know she's going to bring something to it but imagine now if you could cast your mind back should we have been doing this podcast when the chronicles of riddick had come out and we heard that Dame fucking Judy, Judy Dench <laughs> was going to be starring opposite Vin fucking Diesel?
0: It's it's a very similar feel. Oh. It's a, it's a very similar... But Glenn Close. Well, I'm I'm
1: actually interested now. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Parks and Recreation fan. Mm. I've, I've I've always enjoyed it. And one of the highlights of Zero Dark Thirty for me was going, hey, that's that fucker from <laughs> <laughs> Parks and Recreation. So you can tell I'm a true mm. movie aficionado. No, and then I heard he was in it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I might check that out. Mm. But now I'm definitely checking it yeah. out. Oh, that's cool. Glenn fucking close, huh? Glenn that's close. <laughs> <laughs> the Sopranos. Voted best written T V series ever. It tops the list nudging out Seinfeld at number two and Mad Men at number eight. Mm.
0: Wow. I yeah. mean wow. I mean That's that's a big list. That's a big list and that's a I've, I've gone through that that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually up on our on our podcast. Oh, page, is it? on the Facebook page. Okay. This shows how often I painted. it. It only went up there today. Okay, sure. So oh thank god! In preparation
1: for this story. Yeah, well then I I, I do have the top ten here. I wasn't mm. going to bring the top one hundred, but in
0: <laughs> that would have been the most boring fucking <laughs> ten minutes. Of...
1: Forty seven. Um, so number one, we've got no the Sopranos. <laughs> number two, Seinfeld. Three, The Twilight Zone. Four, All in the Family. Bit of a throwback. Five, one of my personal favorites, and. Rather there's there seems there's gonna be a bit of a theme here, un, an unintentional theme. Mash, six, the Mary Tyler Moore Show, seven oh excuse me, seven was Mad Men and eight was Cheers, nine, The Wire, which I've still yet to watch. this that is on my list of shame. And number ten, The West Wing. Yeah. So yay. But that's a bit there's, that's some pedigree in that yeah, list. There's and, I mean
0: there's some quality shows, in there. Yeah. Deadwood is in that list. Yeah, that was I think that was like thirty seven or yeah, something well, like the that. Hill Street Blues yep. There's some fantastic fucking yeah. shows, and for those shows to be, be in that pedigree, yeah. and for Sopranos, I mean, we, we love Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. We, we've made no yep. secret of it. Yep, that's just huge.
1: Yeah. Now it's interesting. I maybe it's not interesting. I thought it was kind of interesting that they've they said the best written, TV show ever, hmm. which does. I I don't know. Is it? Am, am I looking too much into that? Is that? Well, some it's, sort it's of the Writers Guild of America that put uh, yeah. it out. So. so
0: it's like they've they've done a similar list a couple of years ago, which was the 101 best screenplays. No, okay, not movies, right? Best screenplays. Okay, so I'm not looking into it. That's no, that's, it's it's it. Yeah. It's the writing, yeah. yes.
1: Because and don't get me wrong, fucking Stellist cast, unbelievable mm. performances in all of those things. I mean, yeah. I, I. But the thing is, Mash holds a very yeah. special place in my heart.
0: The thing with lists like that, anything that is about screenwriting. Mm. If you don't have the actors performing it, you don't notice. Of course. You could have the best script in the world. Yeah. If it's acted like shit, no, it's people are gonna think it's bad writing. Yeah, it's raining. I yeah. hadn't noticed. I mean.
1: <sighs> yeah. Sorry folks. I oh, just really I just made him vomit a little bit oh. in his mouth. <laughs> Swallow that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Swallow it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this is not this is not one podcast. This, pod- is, not, this <laughs> two, is not that podcast. <laughs> two guys on a podcast.
0: <laughs> and a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. While we're on exceptionally well-written TV shows, you're just the the unintentional segue master.
1: Anyone would think we set this up, and we genuinely don't.
0: After a less than stellar fourth season, yeah, the first without series creator Dan Harmon, ah, uh, yeah, at the helm, who, if you will recall, was fired somewhat unceremoniously at the end of season three. Yeah, Sony has rehired Dan Harmon for season five, which yeah. I believe will be the last yep. season of Community, and you've got to assume that. There will be one huge meta joke, a uh, fuck you somehow, that will pay off yeah. Look, at the end. But
1: Dan Harmon, I, I, when we reported before about Chevy Chase and the recording stuff, Dan Harmon is a bit of a douchebag, mm. and I've I, this has been confirmed in a couple of interviews with some of the cast members and whatnot. Probably not as big a douchebag as Chevy Chase because people are more willing to talk about Dan Harmon, mm. but I, okay, I. Yeah, you're right. Season four, Community was not the best, mm. but it wasn't. I still felt
0: it had. It it, it was there. It, it's like see, it's like post Sorkin West Wing. Yeah, it's not as good as it was. Yeah, still a fair bit better than most yep. of the other tripe out there. It's like light beer, and going down on your cousin. Sure, it tastes
1: the same, but it's just not right.
0: Right. <laughs> I just I I just didn't know what to say to that because. <laughs> As you know, Windpool. I would never drink light beer.
1: <laughs> Fans of the classic 1970s anime science ninja team Gatchaman are one step closer to seeing a live action finally adaption of this franchise with the release of a 30 second teaser trailer on the film's website. This marks the second attempt to make a Gatcha film in recent years. Gatchaman film in recent recent years, Paul Dini of Batman animated series fame, panda CGI movie that was scrapped when the studio, Imaji Studios, went under, they did the t- animated TMNT movie in 2007, mm-hmm. that was pretty shit ass. They closed their doors in 2010 and apparently they've got a release date, August 24, and the teaser is, is one of the horrible teasers where it just shows you fuck all but I'm going to post a couple of pics in the trailer up on the Facebook page. But I'm really excited because... I'm. You're a Gatchaman. I am. I'm, I am a bit of, of old-school anime fan, yeah. and Battle of the Planets was a big thing, and then to, to actually learn the new... or see the new Gatchaman, or, or rather the real Gatchaman, I'm excited by this. I really am. I think, it's, I think it has the potential to be really
0: fucking yeah. good. In news that excited <clears throat> me, mm-hmm. because he's one of my favourite actors of all time, and he hasn't done a lot for a while, Michael Keaton is set to to star on our screens next summer in the film Birdman. Okay, IMDb summarises the plot as Mm -hmm. a washed-up actor who once played an iconic superhero must overcome his ego and family trouble as he prepares to mount a Broadway play in a bid to reclaim past glory. So it's autobiographical? I assume. (laughs) (laughs) The film also stars Zach Gillifanakis, Ed Norton, Emma Stone and Naomi Watts, no word if Keaton is the washed-up actor, mm. but we can only hope. Yes, yeah. he's the right the right sort of oh, absolutely. Yep. The last time the last major outing for Keaton was as Ken in Toy Story Three in two thousand and ten. Oh uh, but his apparently voice, yeah. IMDb shows him <laughs> as being in the new RoboCop movie.
1: Yes, yes, I know he, I, that's that's confirmed. Though that's definitely happening because yeah. I've
0: I've heard him in an interview talking
1: about it, and he was he's just sort of yeah, saying it's a bit of a laugh. And
0: I like Mister Michael Keaton. Absolutely. Like, the Batman movies, yeah, obviously, but you know, out of sight, Jackie Brown, yeah, I mean, same character, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and
1: I actually really, I kind of liked his his kitschy movies, Multiplicity, Mister Mum, mm. Speechless. I, I don't know, I like Michael Keaton. Mm. I think he it absolutely kick your ass. Chilling in Pacific Heights, back when uh, it, it, I don't think it holds up, unfortunately, because mm. there's too much now. It's Like, well, why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you do that? Which is a real shame when it comes to a lot of movies in that regard. Oh, look, good on him. I am, yeah, a welcome return to the screen from Michael Keaton. My final news item for this evening, this this podcast, is Warner Brothers has restarted work on an adaption of the long-running Eisner Award-winning comic book from Vertigo, Fables. Like fellow vertical title, Why, The Last Man, which we've spoken about before, Fables has been in and out of, or basically, development hell for nearly a decade. In two thousand and four, Warner Brothers tried to get a film going with the Jim Henson Company, but it never even reached the writing stage. Four years later, ABC tried to turn in the comic, turn the comic into a TV show, which would, have, which probably would have worked and would suit the medium, but that failed, though rather suspiciously. A couple of years later, they greenlit Once Upon a Time. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway. So fables, for those who don't know, uh, fables centres on the real life existence of fairy tale characters living in a secret community called Fable Town. It's a really good series. I've been in in and out of the series for a while. It's it is long. It is an ongoing thing, and it, it's well well worth having a look at it. But they did get into some pretty. It's an adult comic for mm. sure.
0: Yeah, no, I, I've read I've read some of it. I've read I like, think yeah. the first <coughs> the first arc, uh, the first yeah. like a volume, I guess you'd call it. I've read that, but that's no. I, I had heard that. Yeah.
1: The Fantastic Four the new Fantastic Four writer Jeremy Slater is reportedly attached to the script with a, a director I hadn't heard much of I, uh, apart from uh, the movie I'm about to suggest or say which is A Royal Affair Nicolaj Arkel. so okay. yeah his name doesn't didn't ring a bell I didn't research him but his name didn't ring a bell so that's uh, I, look I I'm I'm thinking I'm really thinking it would work better as a TV show
0: but because then you've this, got
1: Once Upon a Time, which is yeah.
0: very similar in, in, in style. <clears> in, well, in concept, if not in style. Yeah, which is a shame, because Once Upon a Time is pretty gash. Kids like it, but I think it's, yeah. I think it's pretty gash. I'll
1: watch the first. Well, there's watches. already
0: a spin-off for it as well. Is there
1: out. really? Yeah. The yeah. yeah. Happily Ever After or something? I don't know. I do A sitcom? Don't.
0: <laughs> so, reviews. Yes. <laughs> So this episode we are and we haven't actually been here for a while because there's been fuck all movies out worth seeing. It's been shit. Let's out. let's just be really honest about yeah. it. We rushed this out this week. We saw the movie this week because we needed to have a fucking episode because there's yeah. just been nothing out. Yeah. And in the next couple of weeks it starts to get a bit a bit good again. Yeah. So yeah, so The Great Gatsby is our mm-hmm. is our one review one review here. The Great Gatsby directed by Baz Luhrmann written by Baz Luhrmann and Craig Pierce from the novel by F. Scott Fitzgerald, starring Toby Maguire, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Mulligan, Joel Edgerton and Isla Fisher. In 1922, Nick Carraway, Maguire, moves to New York to become a bonds trader. He rents a small cottage next door to a mansion owned by mysterious millionaire Jay Gatsby, DiCaprio. Nick has family across the bay in the form of his cousin Daisy Mulligan, and her husband, Tom, Edgerton. We also find out that Tom has a mistress in Mechanic's wife, Myrtle, Isla Fisher. Gatsby is constantly throwing extravagant parties at his mansion, to which Carraway one day receives an invitation. The party is the height of 1920's success, and Nick meets the enigmatic Gatsby, and they strike up a friendship. Throughout the the course of the film, we begin to question, as Carraway himself begins to question, what is the truth about Gatsby? Is he who he says he is? Why is he so interested in Nick? Why does he throw these parties where no one has ever met him or no one knows who he is? I have never read the book. It was never a required reading in any of my English classes. And although it is undoubtedly a classic of American literature, I've never had the urge to read it, as small as it is. I was, however, very interested in this film from its first inception. I am a fan of Lerman's work, I thought that Romeo and Juliet with a young Leonardo DiCaprio was incredible, and Moulin Rouge was a triumph of over the top glamour, excess, and pop culture mashups. I even think that Australia, while deeply flawed, showed that Baz could curb his flashy ADHD tendencies and tell a story through the performances of, it, of the actors. Baz tries both approaches in this film high energy parties pounding with Jay Z tunes, more on that a bit later. As well as quieter, more reflective moments and scenes that do focus more on the actors than the than the pomp, visually, in terms of art direction and costuming, this film is absolutely stunning. Baz's wife and producing partner, Catherine Martin, has really outdone herself here. The whole film feels twenties with a with a real Art Deco sensibility, and the scenes of opulence in the mansions and the parties are balanced by the dirty scenes in the Valley of the Ashes, and they're all equally as arresting my biggest problem with the film though is that it doesn't know when to stop some of the Bazisms so the use of modern music and, and stuff like that, work and work well, but more often than not, they don't and it kind of feels like no one's got the balls to say Baz this isn't working two particular culprits of this over the top Baz, are the scene where we first meet Daisy the curtains blowing in the wind and and just i didn't see this film in 3d maybe in 3d that scene would have been better but it just seemed like it was trying too hard and then the first time we see new york with jay-z music pumping unnecessarily for just a, a long shot of the of the island a side note that i alluded to earlier a couple of times during the film i thought to myself fuck there's a lot of jay-z music in this film. <clears throat> and then, as the credits roll, executive producer, Sean Jay-Z Carter. Yep. So so that's that. Conversely, the scenes where Gatsby is with Daisy and that awful Lana Del Rey song that I hate actually really worked mm. and made me forget that I don't like that song. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The framing of the story, having, having Carraway write the story from inside a sanitarium, I thought that worked. I thought that was a nice mechanism because it allowed for some of the classic text and some of the classic lines in the novel to be, to be spoken without seeming pretentious and, and overblown. However, again, the flip side of that is you know the words coming up and appearing on the screen as yeah. he's typing or reading, which I, I didn't think was, was necessary at all. DiCaprio was excellent as, uh, as Jay Gatsby. He's, he really is going to be, if he isn't already... This generation's Robert Redford. I'm convinced of that. I've never been the world's biggest Tobey Maguire fan, and his performance here hasn't done a whole lot to change that. Seriously considering considering adding Joel Edgerton to my list of people, along with Kate Beckinsale, who should never be allowed on screen. But for my money, (laughs) Kerry Mulligan was the standout. She was exceptional and mesmerising the last time I saw her, which was in, in Shame, and I think she builds on that here she is, is really going to be something special if she's not already so while not a superb movie and far from Baz's best this wasn't an awful film either it's done respectable money 250 mil or so globally on a 130 mil budget so hardly a failure from a studio perspective not the kind of money that'd have a sequel but mm. then it's not you imagine <laughs> the there's idea? no sequel <laughs> <laughs> Scott dead I don't want to be a spoiler. <laughs> <it. laughs> I'm giving this two and a half I think Baz still has some game. He just needs to to settle down and get over himself a bit.
1: David, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to take you to task over Joel Edgerton. Really, I I find him an absolutely astonishingly good actor. I I could watch. I've I have in my later years, I've actually become a real Joel fan. Like I, when I see him in the credits for something, I go, great. What's Joel going to do differently here? And I find he brings something different every time. But I 100% pants down agree with you about Carrie Mulligan. She she was just everything you ever wanted. Uh, she was fantastic from beginning to end. She was just ex- exceptional. I was made read this book in school, so I knew most of it. I, Having said that, I walked out of it kind of feeling like I'd never read it because it, I I hated the book. I hated having to do it. As with most high school books, you kind of hate having to do them very few. I like, for example, I know I did a book report at university on, or book report as you would, not really, but on the Bonfire of the Vanities, and I've, I believe, I somebody somewhere has convinced me somehow that I have seen the movie, yet I've ripped it from the, my memory, a little bit here with with the Great Gatsby. I didn't like this film. I was bored shitless, and the Bazisms that you referred to are absolutely right. Too much. I mean, enough. Already, with his silly jump cuts, the focusing in on there were scenes there in one of the 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 I think the first main party scene where Calloway gets his invitation for no reason whatsoever. they jumped back to a musical number of of some description where people have they've all stopped and then they start dancing again, and we get it. we understand it's an op it's a party of pure decadence it's the twenties it's you know it's prohibition it's all of that sort of business i think he could have done better and i know i agree with you i think somebody probably needs to step up to baz and go for fuck's sake champ enough's yeah. enough and baz puts a very busy film on screen everybody even the background extras are doing something and they can be a little bit distracting to to reference your scene about the the i did see it in the 3d and no it added nothing to it whatsoever apart from annoying me by wearing 3d glasses the scene that introduces daisy buchanan with the billowing curtains and then i've i found myself going oh look in come all the waiters and it's like well that's a an ex- it, it, it and then they all close the doors and they all do this and then they all open the doors and there's the dining room table and people are- it's like when you watch a, a an amateur production of a um play or a, a theater production and where the 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 players themselves will strike the set as they come on and off i don't is it called striking when you come on I don't know setting. Setting, oh, of course. So, but I know, I know the opposite. Hmm. So, and that's what it feels like with the the extras. It's they're 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 setting the set for you, whilst and I'm sure that's possibly the the look he's going for. But I just find it extraordinarily distracting. I think Baz's best work is strictly ballroom. I think Moulin Rouge is is up there. But I agree with you in far as an adaptation of a pre or a well loved story in Romeo and Juliet. So I probably just got kind of to separate that out from original mm. work to an adaptation. is is brilliant. And I think what Baz should have done is gone back and looked at the party scene in Romeo and Juliet and applied that to The Great Gatsby. Pacing was a big issue for me with this film. It, it The book drags a little bit, despite its, its size. And for me, another thing that... Re, you talk about that modern concept with the music and... It's a Bazism. I don't mind that he puts modern music in it, and it kind of oh yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. in the way that the 20, roaring twenties music would make people start clicking their fingers and moving.
0: Well I, I likened it to the use of profanity in Deadwood. Perfect, perfect, yeah. yeah.
1: absolutely, because it it needs to be the impact of our time. Mm. But I, I the word the words. In fact, it's funny you mention that the words appearing on the screen at the end and the the them drizzling and all that there was no place for that particular sequence. It could have worked better, if he had to do it at all, of Toby Maguire walking down and the, the words forming out of street signs or, or shop windows or something, if it had to be there. But I just it just appearing on the screen just felt silly.
0: It felt forced.
1: And, yeah. yeah. And so I think someone needed to get into to, to um, Lerman's ear and say, no, nah, enough's enough. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. I was bored, so I have. It, it, I'm sort of a bit. It's a bit of a split decision personally. I, I, I would. Ne- I will never see this movie again. I have no interest in it. But you have to commend the actors. You have to commend the the visual style of it and all that sort of business. So I'm just going to give it two stars. And people will either like it or they want. It, it, this will be a polarizing.
0: And, thing. and and so far it has been. Yeah, it has been a mm-hmm. largely polarizing. Uh, th-
1: look, equipment. I don't. And this is. And I, I. I don't like to sound like a movie wanker, but so often I am. This this particular unlike the book, which I seem to vaguely recall, there is a reason it's a classic. This this movie had no soul. That's what it 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 lacked soul. I I didn't really I basically only cared about Kerry Mulligan and I knew everything that happened there anyway. And the story is so contrived. We've seen that story before and the the reason is because not contrived, sorry. Um, it's a trope. Hmm. That story is a trope, and the reason it's a trope is because it was written way back in the fucking Boonies, in, yeah. and, and and that was it. Yeah. It was written by Scott S. Fitzgerald's in experiences yeah. in the Depression era twenties. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. But Joel did
0: really. I just didn't. Maybe it was his character okay. in this. It was just. It just seemed so one-dimensional, and he just seemed mm. plodding through it. Okay, but then I I can't really think of that much that I've seen him in that I've. Liked him in Warrior, except for Warrior. (laughs) 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 I mean that's. Okay, yeah, actually, if you because I I didn't that was your top film of last year, like. Yeah, to to be honest, I completely forgot him in place of Tom Hardy. But you, you're right. I would like to revise my statement I, it's perfectly acceptable but, to
1: have it I mean I yeah. can't stand Leonardo DiCaprio in a couple of things like Shutter mm. Island for shit's sake gives me the, mm. I mean a, I didn't like the movie but you
0: did like it yeah
1: but I mean I did notice though somebody's been to Leo with a bit of Botox because his his, his his between the eye whatever you call this bit mm. crease was significantly lesser in this movie <laughs> <laughs> than especially I mean Inception I mean you could put a fucking coin through this <laughs> <laughs> anyway
0: so we're going to try a new segment. It's a segment yep. that we've thought about doing in the past, but yep. there, were, there were other reasons why we never got this segment off the ground. Yeah, Mostly because other people were copying us then that's fucking and cunt right. Which is, which is unusual ideas that we've had mm. that other people are doing before we've done them preemptive copy inception oh. they've been incepting us <laughs> but now that that shit's all done yeah we can get back into you know having our ideas absolutely and doing them well, we can desiccate our ideas out we there we can in front of
1: our own. we can I'm known to disseminate
0: an idea which no and this is as far as I know an original idea yep top five list top five <laughs> I thought
1: you were going to mention the topic. <laughs> I thought, yeah, no, that's right. No, top five. Yeah, yeah. Like top five. Absolutely. So, top five. Have we got a theme?
0: I, I've got to think of one. There's okay. got to be a good top yeah, five. We'll stuff. have a think about it. We'll... The theme of this week, five so what we're going to do, we, we picked, both picked five, I hope five, things on a theme. Mm-hmm. And as we go by, it can be it can be different. Mm-hmm. It could be top five times we've seen you and McGregor's cock. Yeah. Or <laughs> top five... Kate Beckinsale ass shot.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Or, or we could do other things like um top 5 music scores. Yeah. Or, so you know, occasionally we we can get away from yeah. cock and ass, uh,
0: But it won't happen very often, no. I assure you. So in honor this week of Game of Thrones yeah. and the red wedding, which has caused immense outcry in the uh in the internet fandom, if you get a chance, YouTube Game of Thrones Red Wedding reaction.
1: Yeah, it's actually on our Facebook. Yes, but it's covered with spoilers, so you will yeah. see it. And I, I deliberately put that up because mm. I did happen to see um, Red Wedding before my uh, my esteemed colleague here, mm. and I knew it was coming. I have read the book, mm. and not, not necessarily a true confession time, but there was a part th- part way through one of the books where I went, "Fuck, who's that again?"
0: And I... Well, the 9,000 characters. Yeah,
1: I did... I did, I broke the cardinal rule and I went to a Song of Ice and Fire wiki to read who a character was.
0: <laughs> who dies in this? Yes. What?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he is blah, blah, blah until his death. At Oh, my, oh
0: you mother fuck!
1: <laughs> and so then when I'm reading it, I actually read it in a very similar way of watching it. I'm like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. I really can't believe this is happening. And of course, as... I don't know... and. Have you been following like the differences between the book and the, the TV show? No, cause I, cause I haven't read the book. So. Does that bother you or do, would you no, prefer me no, just no, to say no. it? Well, in the book, the the character he marries, Rob Stark marries, is called Jane Westerling, and she's not at the Red Wedding. So they've created the character of his wife mm. in, and how they meet and all that sort of stuff for this show. And her announcing her pregnancy... Is a huge thing because there's a bit of an internet rife that Jane Westling could be pregnant and all that sort of business, and that she's been sweet. Anyway, there's some wonderful conjecture going on there. So there was a part of me, even knowing that this this was going to take place, how
0: are they going to deal yeah, with this thing? Where's now?
1: I know they got, and I know, and I'm not saying yeah. it, but I went, I now, ah, oh, I see how they did that, and ah, oh, I see how they did that, and I'm sitting there thinking, at some point they're going to have to get rid of this bitch. And next off go, she gets stabbed repeatedly in the stomach. Which was, which was and fairly brutal. Also, on a, just a very personal level, quite unne- un- unknowingly, I watched this on the night of my daughter's second birthday. So it really... I've got to be honest, it stayed with me mm. at the end. My, my wife and I turned to each yeah. other at the end and we just kind of said, I'm I'm going to bed. And she said, yeah.
0: yes, yeah, you're, you're, so you're, am I. You're, you're breeders, so... <laughs> like, we, we got particularly Lee she goes, when they went and killed the wolf it's yeah. like oh I was oh, devastating that was and, yeah
1: that was <laughs> devastating to hear and and, to, but, and the difference there obviously and, and most people will say and, and we don't mean to turn, didn't mean no. to, to hijack this no. thread and turn it into a Game of Thrones thread but the um but I will the uh, the the tragedy that has I want to know what the fucking hell the Starks ever did to George RR R. Martin <laughs> Because he has just taken his wang out and cock-slapped them from yeah. one end of Westeros to the other. I just don't. And, and in the TV show and in the books, they are probably a little naive, absolutely, probably a little too hung up on honour, but on the whole, they are probably the most decent People in the entire, which is why you fuck with them. Yeah, which okay. is why you must destroy them. Yeah. Evil, evil will out. So anyway, so in, in in honor of that. So in
0: honor of that, yeah. This is our oh,
1: spoiler. If you haven't yeah. seen, yeah. That. <laughs> Ooh, Xnay on the, okay, the reading. Okay. okay,
0: this whole segment. Yeah. I'll cut this out. Put it in there. Yeah. This whole segment. Spoiler alert. Yeah, for absolutely. everything. Mm-hmm. Everything we're yeah. going to now is a spoiler in some way. Yeah. So. so Nice to know. Yeah. So top five. Yep. What the fuck? Holy shit. Oh my god. Moments. Yep. In television. Yes. Yeah. So I'll I did a top five. It was hard for me to cull this list yep. down to five. So I've got one that I had as a spare, which I'll throw out as a starter. Well, Just to give you a sense of the theme. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. season one, episode nine, Baylor. The execution of Ned Stark. I put this one in as, in as a freebie, as a way to wheeze into it, and also to address the word red wedding. Um, although we've actually just a lot of what we talked about, we just said, even if you'd read the books, which I haven't, I don't think people really believed that it would happen. Yeah. We all. I thought that there was going to be a way out. That something had happened. That it that it'd be different. But this episode really introduced us to the George R. R. Martin. I'll fucking kill anyone. I don't care. <laughs> attitude that the, book lo- that the book lovers know well and TV fans are really now beginning to comprehend.
1: Yeah, there's a, in fact there was a great tweet um, that said after the Red Wedding, uh, do you remember 13 years ago when all your nerd friends were really sad? This, <laughs> this is, is why. why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, and for me Ned Stark, that, that moment in Game of Thrones was, per- was absolutely brand new to me. I experienced mm. that as a, a virgin because I only started reading the books after that and I had only ever intended to read that book after, but I couldn't stop no. myself. I'll throw my freebie in a little bit later because mm-hmm. I don't want to tip my hand. My number one moment, and it isn't a spoiler because I know you yeah. have seen it. So are we
0: going from five to one? Well, or... I didn't rank them. Okay, cool. These,
1: these, and they were, my, they were my holy shit moments yeah. for a couple of reasons. So, to, and I, because I, I, I had a bit of trouble, I t- told you about it, mm. I had a little bit of trouble with this one because I, I kept going with the red wedding style impact. Mm-hmm. and I I ran out pretty quickly. There were a couple there that I went, oh, that's got to go in. But for me, these scenes were moments where I went,
0: oh, fuck.
1: Like, and that's what, and we, that's what we're going, going not, not... Really get, got me, so they're not necessarily action scenes. So singles. that's
0: what I of, oh, personal, no. holy fuck.
1: Well, I call these um, TV holy shit moments, but I, another uh, perhaps the subtitle is, these moments kicked me in the balls. Mm. So if, if you like, I'll kick off with number one. So number one, this isn't a spoiler, The Shield. You've seen the first episode of The Shield. Yes. Do you know this one. Um, the killing of Terry Crowley. The introduction... Strike s- off number three. <laughs> sorry. The, well, this is, we knew this was Yeah, going this, yeah. this, this introduction of the evil that is Vic Mackey, where he just willfully turns and guns down cold-blooded murder of a fellow police officer because that fellow police officer was... A plant in his corrupt squad to bring him down, and i it it we had never I was genuinely stunned. I never believed I would ever see anything like this on a and and for us it was our network television for them it was still mm-hmm. cable. I never believed I would see anything like this on television ever I was genuinely holy what the fuck, and I had to watch the next episode. And I had to watch the episode after mm. that, and that that really sealed it for me. Yeah. Like so many other people,
0: I suspect. suspect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have that. This is my number as my number three. Yeah, I'm still sort of stuck in season two. I haven't gotten past. Yeah. I assume there's a lot more of those sorts of moments. Interesting moments, throughout yeah. throughout yeah. the Shield, particularly I'm sure when it gets to the end and mm. and the chickens they roost. But yeah. yeah, this the pilot episode of of the Shield.
1: You you, you haven't experienced out. the joy of Glenn Close in season four. No. You, you
0: are just in for a treat. Uh, so please, you're... Right, my number five, which is unusual in that this was actually aired before I was born, but I've seen this a number of times on TV because the show gets played a lot. MASH. Holy shit. Season three, episode 24. Abyssinia, Henry. Henry. Yeah, there's my number four. Yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake, CO of the MASH unit, gets his honourable discharge and leaves Korea. At the end of the episode, Radar walks into the OR and tells the surgeons that Henry's helicopter was shot down over the, over the Sea of Japan and that there were no survivors.
1: Yep.
0: Some research, this was the first time that a major character had been killed off like that in a primetime TV show. And this still stands up as one of the most shocking moments mm. in TV history. There was no, I didn't see it until I was 10 or 15 years old. But still, having you know, been watching Mash, as you do, it's like, fuck, It's, it's a, it's a gut punch. I can, it really
1: is. I can remember watching Mash with my parents, and I can remember their, I can remember viscerally their reaction to that news. And because I didn't quite understand it, I didn't know. As a kid, you you often don't realise who people are talking about and whatnot. And, and my parents were both. my My dad. I remember my dad's reaction was was just, oh no! Like it was, it was. It was genuinely like, if someone you knew was was actually killed. So then, cut forward to a few years later, and as you've mentioned, Mash is pro- a being a brilliant show, is prolific in its constant reruns. I used to find that I would find sit down of a of an evening. I think at one point it was showing at like. Five thirty or something. That's always the episode you catch. (laughs) Yeah. No. Well, no. I I started. I ended up watching the original, and or not the original. I actually ended up watching the movie, the original movie first with Donald Sutherland in it. And I went, oh, I'll I'll check this out. And just through pure happenstance, it said Mash is starting on Monday, and I started watching it, and bang, 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 bang. And so I am so invested in this show that I had completely forgotten about it. And Henry Blake's leaving. And I went, oh, I'm sad he's leaving. And then the, uh, then the gut punch of that. Mm. And that scene where they pan through the OR and Hawkeye's got tears and he's, the Colonel mm. Potter's got hula hands crying. It's just...
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, talk yeah. about... It. That was a kick in the balls yeah. moment.
0: And they weren't given that script, that page of the script, until like an hour before filming. Oh, so it was really? a surprise to them. Oh,
1: okay. I, but that, and that just goes to show that's, that's fantastic. Because, I mean, you could almost say... Well, why do they give it to them at all? But I think the reaction needs to still be within character because I think people need to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was my number four. Well, along along that same vein, then I didn't write down. Unlike you, I didn't write down episode.
0: <laughs> I was just being all the time. <laughs> uh,
1: the episode of Scrubs with Brendan Fraser. Uh, that that was shortlisted. Yeah, for me though. Uh, Brendan Fraser portrayed Jordan's brother. I think his name was Ben, mm-hmm. and Perry Cox's best friend, and. Throughout the show he's he 's annoying he 's lovable he 's wonderful we find out he 's sick and then lo and behold, we actually find out that he 's dead it was a they sixth mm. and it was gut wrenching it was really truly honestly gut wrenching i i I remember unashamedly weeping at at the funeral i 'm just and it was a moment because that show that show vacillated sometimes between being completely absurd and Unbelievably touching, mm. and that was one of the few moments where I truly, and and uh, John C. McGinney, Mc- McKinley McKinley, I think you mm. say his name, mm. just just absolutely kicked that moment out of the park, yeah. and it just it was really effective. That was a holy shit moment for me. That was yeah. just oh fuck
0: yeah yeah because there you go. The show just was yeah it's completely but irrelevant yeah. but, then, but then yeah they would throw an episode like that out yeah. the Michael J. Fox episodes. Yep. Almost like they were reminding you, you know we can we can do shit. We, we can. can fuck you where you yeah. live. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This one I don't I don't think you've seen the show, and I believe you have no intention of it. So, spoiling this won't won't give it away. Dexter. Yeah. No. The uh, final episode of season four, mm-hmm. the getaway, having tracked and chased and finally killed the Trinity Killer, John Lithgow. Dexter returns home to find his wife, Rita, dead in the bathtub, murdered by Trinity, and his infant son sitting in a lake of blood on the bathroom floor. Yeah, that's... Visually incredibly powerful. Yep. You've had four seasons of this relationship between Dexter and Rita building up. Yep. And then, bam, she's dead. In a show that's full of blood and full of brutality... It was just a personal, mm. it just made it hard-hitting, hard-hitting shit.
1: Well, this is my Walking Dead potential mm-hmm. spoiler. I'll skirt around it. People who who know know the show, I'll simply say the Sophia moment and the Carl moment uh, with his mother. An unbelievable, this, this show takes... Can really take you on a ride. is so far removed now from the comics that it's fan- it's even more fantastic if it could be possible because the comics are extraordinary. There's a a scene, there's a series where we're we're looking for Sophia, we're we're searching for for something, some sort of redemption. People are, and it's a second season episode, and people are saying the second season is really the weakest, and I disagree completely because I think it's a, um, I think it's a testament of storytelling because they finally said okay you're all dead. Like, the world is dead. Like, it's completely fucking dead. And every time you try and find an ounce of fucking humanity in this world, a zombie comes and eats your face. (laughs) You know? And that's... that's, If you didn't laugh, you would would, would fall into the fetal position and hysterically die. This this moment that I'm referring to, and again, I really... Because it is pretty big, and it's a big overriding arc, just really drives home the horror of everything. Because you watch this show... And there's moments, where, and you do kind of go oh when they smash a zombie's head or something, and it's quite tense. But it's oh, it's oh, I smashed the shit out of zombies, and occasionally you find yourself going, oh man, if I was there, I'd fucking, I'd, I'd eighty six that bitch, and I'd uh, and then all of a sudden it just grabs you by the nutsack and says, by the way, we gave George R. R. Martin lessons <laughs> on how to fuck with you, <laughs> and that's what they've done. So for fans of the show who are listening to our show. For me, it was the Sophia moment and followed very closely by the Carl situation with his mother. Um, and that's all I want to say because okay. you will catch up with it and yeah. you will. It will I, I
0: appreciate that. It that's, will... that's why I checked with Dexter whether you yeah, had yeah, any yeah, I have no
1: intention. To... No yeah. I can't, I just don't no. like it.
0: My number two yep. Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Season one, episode 13, Kobold's Last Gleaming, part two. Mm-hmm. I know that. I, now I know exactly what you're referring to. <laughs> Yeah. After a mission to plant a nuclear bomb on yeah. a C- on a Cylon base star, yeah. Boomer, who has been worrying that she is a Cylon, comes face to face with herself. Yep. And realizes she is in fact a Cylon. When she gets back to the ship, she's greeted at, on the bridge on the CIC by Admiral Adama, who congratulates her for a job well done. She raises up a gun, and shoots Adama twice in the chest. Yep. Credits. <laughs> That's how you end a fucking season. <laughs> yeah, that That's... just happened. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Just
1: holy shit. I... I yeah. I, what the
0: fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just yeah. so out of the blue. There are a couple of BSG moments that I had not thought about. Yeah. I thought about Douala shooting herself in the head. Yeah. Which just came out of nowhere. Which is yeah. sort of a personal mm. moment when we find out like the four final the Fantastic Four or whatever they they call yeah. them but the final five the final five <laughs> yep. yeah but then just that that it takes bang. the cake yeah, yeah. Carathrace
1: coming back from the dead all that sort of stuff yeah no but yeah nothing, rumor shooting Adama. nothing beats
0: that fuck yeah and we, we've we talked about it we've you know had the phrase and you know we berated our wankiness you know mm. science fiction is either pre BSG or post BSG yeah because it, it is a a cha- game changer. It's game changer,
1: absolutely. So, well, then I can I can actually throw in one of my... Um, my because it's a MASH one. Mm-hmm. And it's in the uh, the final episode ever. Goodbye, farewell, and um, I mean, yeah. amen. Yeah. And it's the... Uh, for those who aren't familiar, the episode opens with Hawkeye in a, a mental hospital. He's had a severe mental breakdown. He literally has... Com- he's completely lost his marbles and he's just re- regressed into himself... And we've got Stalwart of the show, Stanley, he's a psychologist, is, is treating him. Um, and Hawkeye is reliving this over and over again, this situation with where they were caught behind enemy lines. There was a North Korean patrol. They had to keep quiet on this bus so the patrol went past them. And Hawkeye remembers yelling at a South Vietnamese woman to keep a chicken quiet that kept clucking. Over and over again we relieve this moment. We relieve this moment of him telling this and he can't he can't understand why she just didn't shut the chicken up. And then it goes back and then we finally realized that it wasn't a chicken, but it was a crying baby. And in order to shut the baby up, the mother put her hand over its mouth and wept while she smothered her own baby so that she wouldn't be killed. And Alan Alda has a probably you could It depends if you take it out of the context. It's almost a little bit hammy with his "Why did you make me remember that moment?" But if you put it in the context of the show and all that powerful stuff for that that scene, and not just it doesn't just affect me now as a parent. Though things I must admit, things affect me differently now as a parent than they did before. But just the concept that this woman was so frightened. Everyone in the bus was terrified and this baby was crying and the baby, baby just needed f- comforting mm-hmm. and she couldn't do it. She couldn't keep the baby quiet and the only way she could think of doing it was to put her hands over it and she was never sure whether the baby was going to die and it did and that's terrible and no wonder you'd block that freaky shit out. It yeah. would fuck you up and because he yelled at her, shut that, ba-. and what he actually said was shut that baby up because they're frightened mm. and yeah it's, it's a yeah. pretty impactful well,
0: that, as a show the reason why it's one of the greatest shows of all time mm. is at the time like 70s early 80s mm. it didn't shy away from the fucking horrors of yeah. war yeah, yeah yeah, and you know America was coming out of Vietnam it was yeah. it was the right show for the right time mm. and yeah it's I mean yeah people joke that oh, it ran longer than the actual war and all that sort of stuff but mm. The the
1: jokes on you really if you don't if not that no sorry not if you don't like mash because you, you're perfectly entitled not to like it, but if that's the reason you don't like mm. it, it's like saying oh I'm not going to watch Titanic because the boat sinks. Mm. Uh, but that's a bad analogy because there's many 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 reasons not, not to, to, watch to watch Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> but that's kind of the analogy. Oh, I'm not going to watch Titanic because the boat sinks. Mm. And it, it, but yeah, spoiler, boat cr- sinks. So but anyway, that's that was a really mm. impactful moment, and I I X'd it. Because I wasn't a hundred. I didn't think for a second you would have picked the Abyssinia Henry one. Yep. So I, I had either in my hand. Yep. I went, you know what? I Just still remember a that that a gut punch right yep. on my balls when they said um, Colonel Blake's
0: plane's yep. been shot down. So my number one, and this still, this is you know, this is one that I saw live because most of these other shows we've we mm. haven't watched as it's as it's happened. Yep. We either downloaded them, watch them on DVD. This was one where. I saw it because I was watching the show every week as I've got a sneaking
1: suspicion we've got the same one.
0: And I had to wait a fucking year. (laughs) Star Trek, The Next Generation, The Best of Both Worlds. Right. No, we don't have the same one. That's a great episode, though. After discovering the remains of a destroyed starbase, the Enterprise encounters the Borg. After a little bit of cat and mouse, the Borg board the Enterprise and abduct Picard. An away mission to the Borg cube fails to find the captain, although they find his uniform and communicator. As the episode ends, the Enterprise is hailed by the Borg ship, and they're dressed by Picard, who's, who is assimilated by the Borg as Locutus of Borg. And Riker orders the Enterprise to fire onto the Borg ship. Credits. Credits. <laughs> Fade to black. Yeah. Now, at the time, when it came out, I was, I mean, I'm a big Star Trek yeah. fan now, Watching it, I would have been 18, yeah. maybe. Watching it on a Thursday night on TV. Yeah. And just, holy fuck. And didn't really have the internet then. No, it was say. like, what the fu- oh it yeah. just completely blew my young teenage mind away. <laughs> You're
1: my tiny little man.
0: <laughs> and just knocked the fuck out of me. Yeah. Later we find out you know, the story behind it that the writers were in a pay dispute mm. and were leaving, so they did it as a fuck you. Yeah. Well, they kidnapped Zoe Bartlett. <laughs> they kidnapped Zoe <laughs> Bartlett. But the joke was on them yeah. because they then ended up getting hired back because no one else... They couldn't find anyone else so yeah. they had to write their way out of it. Yeah. But, yeah, for for me, in terms of just...
1: Oh, fuck! Yeah.
0: That is just something that is, has always, always stuck with me. Yep. As just... The uh, most amazing cliffhanger of all time, and just bam!
1: Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad mm. we don't have the last one. I too was watching this show like you, as it came out, desperately week for week, waiting for the next episode, and I just couldn't couldn't believe what you know, like how great this show was. And as I said, unfortunately, unintentionally, there's been a bit of a theme, but I'll, I'll I won't keep you hanging. Fifth season. Episode twelfth episode of the fifth season of The Sopranos, long term parking.
0: Yeah, oh, believe me, it was shortlisted. <laughs> the
1: The death of Adriana. I, was, I for a nanosecond I thought, no, that's her real name. So don't say Adriana. That's her real name. Just you knew something was happening, but then you in the, for the first time in a long time in a show that it was fairly unforgiving. You you kind of thought this poor girl, she's like Tony's going to see sense they're going to you know and or or conversely like I remember saying to myself why doesn't she just straight away go to Tony and say this is what's happened to me I need to leave I need to get the fuck out of town or anything like that it's but you realize and and what you realize is that um Tennessee Multasanti Tennessee or Tennessee Multasanti <laughs> chose the family he didn't go against the family so when sill Everybody loves Sill, is driving her along, and she's looking out the window, and it's just that that dreamy moment. The music's playing, and then they pull up into the woods, and she's no, 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 and he's like, "Come here, you cunt!" and yeah. and then off screen, it's off screen. She's crying, desperately trying not to die and whatever, and crawling her through the thing, and then just Sill, just cold blooded, guns her down.
0: Black <laughs> credits. Uh, uh, yeah, thi- yeah, this was so close. Yeah, you would not believe how. As yeah, I said, yeah. there were a couple of moments that was. It was a Sophie's choice. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. unfortunately, that was just one that didn't quite, quite get there. But no. yeah, that's it. Was just yeah, no, that got me. That
1: really, truly, just bashed me right in the balls because it once again you then realized because we I think at that stage we knew there was only going to be one more season mm. and it was going to be broken up into two so yeah. it really was 6 and, uh, seven, yeah, and 7 8 yeah. I don't know what, 6 and 7 I yeah. don't know why they fucked around with it probably I think it was, had to do with money didn't oh, it Oh it's
0: contracts yeah yeah this is,
1: as yeah, long if, as they if, do yeah. it in six seasons yeah. it's okay yeah 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 fucking money anyway yeah that was a big right in the balls fuck you moment for mm. me was was her death Adriana's yeah.
0: death and what in a show like the Sopranos where you kind of romanticize mm. the family, you're, you yeah. know, you know you don't see them as bad guys a lot yeah. of the time. Something like that happens, yeah. and it's just all right. They're, these are fucking criminals. They're the
1: worst, they are the lowest fucking scum on the earth. Yeah. He killed the man on while taking his daughter around looking for colleges. Yeah, it just, and I rem, I just remember the stupidity of of walking away thinking to myself. If as soon as she got picked up by the police, she went straight to Tony and said, "This is what's happened. I've got to, go, you know, mm. I'm leaving town. I need, you know, will you set me up or whatever mm. like that." The naivete that I possessed to think that he would go, no worries, yeah, sure, thanks very much for coming with me. Um, step this way. Yeah. You know, after after a a pregnant hooker is beaten to death in the oh. the car park, and and yeah, oh. yeah, that one that was the.
0: That was it. Yeah. Shit like that mm. is the reason The Sopranos was the best written yeah. show yeah. of all time. So. a,
1: a mine and minor not really notable mention, but a minor mention would have to be The Body, which is an episode of Buffy
0: the Vampire Slayer. I've got a I don't know what episode it is. I have I had a Buffy as one of my short list. Yeah. That's where she finds her mother? No. Okay. No. That's
1: that's actually pretty
0: powerful. Yeah. Like, I, oh. I I'd read that on one of the on a yeah. list. My Buffy one was I think it's got to be early because I've only seen a couple of seasons of Buffy. Yeah. I think it's Miss Calendar. Guy girl yeah, that, yeah, yeah, go, yep. girl that Giles is, Jenny Calendar. In, is seeing. Yep. Angel. He, come, Evil he comes Angel. home, there's the, the No, no, no. No, no, no. You've you've Okay, well it might not have been Miss Calendar. Okay, fair enough. Sorry. I it. It's been a long time since I have yeah. watched it. Giles has got this this chick that he's, he's yeah, with yeah. He comes back to his place. There's candles, there's rose petals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going up to the bedroom. Yep. Giles sings, oh, yeah, getting some. And Angel's killed her. Oh, no, you're right. Um, uh, yeah, 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 you're right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's the same.
1: But where he kills her is in the mm. hall of the school. Yeah. And it's just, ah, oh, he just rip, breaks mm. her neck and you just think oh yeah yeah, yeah that's but right but he
0: finds the body or something I'm yeah thinking.
1: yeah that's right yeah yeah it has been a while since i've seen that but i i that was a definite <gasps> but i kind of yeah. i kind of put buffy aside a bit i went no i want to i want something with, Real with a, with a <laughs> bit of balls about him because buffy is so hit and miss yeah 22 that is 22
0: yep, with your bifurcated cock and with nakedness with your bifurcated cock and you know crazy canadian f- i'm worried that you know you've seen um mystery Rise Alaska. <laughs> Rise of the Concords. Yeah. What's her name?
1: Flight of the Concords. No,
0: no. What's the fan's name?
1: Yeah, but it's Flight of the Concords. What did I say? Rise. Rise. Yeah. That's
0: alright. Yeah. Don't cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> don't you dare cut that out. I don't know what her name is, but it's yeah, played but by Christian
1: Christian, yeah. yeah.
0: So, while we love our Canadian fans, <laughs> um, we've been very, very secure in, uh, in making sure that no real personal details or addresses are available online. Yeah. But, we love it to hear from our fans. Yep. So... Pricks at a couple of pricks.com if you if you've got something to say now yeah. nice to
1: say. And if you don't have anything to say, a Lord forbid you have a suggestion for the show that we didn't specifically ask for. And it's a legit email address. Go fuck yourself at a couple of pricks.com.
0: Well, although to either of those email addresses or on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash acop podcast. Yep. Twitter. Twitter. I'm A C O P Woody. A C O P Nate. If you've got suggestions for top five lists, yeah, that is something. Great. That is actually something we will invite suggestion on. Yeah, none of your. Hey, you guys should do this because yeah. that'd be awesome. Why don't you fuck just, you guys? Why don't
1: you stop talking so much? Why don't you get fuck yourself?
0: Yeah, fucking yeah. Corvette guy six. <laughs> You fucking
1: douche! Oh, somebody somebody hit me up about oh your German was pretty shit the other night. I'm like you know what? Fuck you, okay. Well, Someone's giving you shit about your German. Yeah, because I I said um I said Wunderkind, Wunderkind mm. instead of Wunderkind or whatever. Like and I, I fuck you. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. Fuck yeah. you, Mum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cunt. <laughs> Yeah um, so, so on that note <laughs> on that note for another for another episode yep. I've been named I've been weak where a couple, a couple of weeks.
1: you woke up morning, got yourself young your mama always said That's